0: As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun when he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. You are tuned into the... Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, also, give yourself a genuine thank you from yours truly, aka Michael Oldroyd, for tuning in once again or for the first time. Uh, the date today is January twenty eighth, two thousand and nineteen. Can you believe that? It is almost an entire month that has passed since the ball has dropped in New York City. On January 1st aka the new year we are almost a month in guys time flies time truly flies and uh, where are we in the world right now Uh, a couple of things going on Uh, I'd say the biggest thing right now is the government has been shut down uh, but we are going into a three-week I guess lift uh, so that uh, we can try and work something out so uh, I guess the government is not uh, shut down anymore technically. Um, that is kind of the big news uh, in the US right now. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Did you guys hear the story about the, those kids being rude to the Native American? I guess there was some kind of a, some protesting going on in DC like a week ago. Did you see the story? That's my update. Uh, did you guys see the story? Uh, I don't know the latest. All I saw was a couple different articles and some footage of it. The footage looked horrendous. Somebody needs to discipline those kids. Uh, In no way is it ever um, okay to mock. I saw some articles later that was saying that, I think there was some PR person that was hired by these kids' families saying that uh, one of the kids felt like he didn't want to be rude, so he just stared at the Native American to try and not, allow the cameras that were watching to to make things look worse i don't know i wasn't there uh nevertheless though it did not look good at all and um you know check out the story i guess it's already old new not old news as in irrelevant but i haven't seen any recent uh updates on that story in the last few days so um i guess it's uh I guess it's something I should have uh, done more research on before I talked about it right now. Um, I'm saying um a lot, and I apologize for that. Are you guys ready for the Super Bowl next weekend? We talked a lot about football last week. That's exciting. Uh, I wonder if Chipotle has any Super Bowl with a tortilla on the side. Hey, I'll take a super bowl with a tortilla on the side. Do they have any bowl? I like to get a bowl, uh, like a burrito bowl, with a tortilla on the side. I wonder if they have any super burrito bowls with tortillas on the side, like a bigger bowl. Just so you guys know, Chipotle, when you go there, if you get a burrito, it's not as much food as if you get a burrito bowl with a tortilla on the side. That's a little trick trick of the pros, Uh, You actually get more food for the same amount of money if you get a burrito bowl. So technically it is kind of like a super bowl. All right, uh, silly tie-in there, but uh, I am giving dropping a little bit of wisdom on that since I didn't really offer much other than updates regarding the government shutdown and the Native American story. Again, heartbreaking story there. Uh, Very sad stuff from my opinion. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Some people, there is some Twitter roars and cringes over Pope Francis, uh, calling Mary the first influencer, uh, you know, using millennial terms, uh, you know, social influencers and things like that, so... There's some mixed results. Maybe you guys can look into that story. I thought it was interesting. I also found it interesting to know that there is actually an app that you can pray with him now called Click to Pray. So if you're Catholic, check out that app. If you're not, check out that app. No, I, um, I am not trying to convert anybody into becoming Catholic. I'm not Catholic myself. My girlfriend is. My mom was raised Catholic. Um, I... I identify as an independent when it comes to religion uh, my religion my religion is love and my politics is freedom guys so uh, really I'm not gonna call that sitting on the fence it's just you know conceptually I, I, I you know that's where I that's where I sit all right let's not talk too much about religion and politics since it's usually a turnoff for people um, Or it's a turn-on. I don't know. Uh, They say you should never talk about religion, politics, and other men's wives. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. But uh, those are usually private conversations. Nevertheless, I opened the gates by calling out the elephant in the room and attacking both of those up top. Heyo! Gah! Aren't I brave? No. Um, I am sitting here on January 29th, though. 28th, sorry, Uh, Monday morning. It's 12.52 a.m. I'm going to have this thing released at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. So if you guys are on your way, maybe 7.31, since I like 31 so much. 7 is a great number as well. Uh, 7.31 a.m. Eastern is when this will be going out. All right, Uh, talking about the Super Bowl, we've got the guy who was a part of the Rams-Saints game. I don't know his name, but he was the guy on the Rams that hit the Saints player in the end zone. Everyone thought thought it should be pass interference. They didn't call pass interference. Rams ended up going to the Super Bowl. The Saints feel robbed. Everybody feels like the Saints got screwed. That guy got fined. Oh, big deal, who cares? Doesn't change anything except a couple thousand dollar fine. Wow, isn't that funny, NFL? Uh, so there was some consequences for it, but it was not much, right? It was not much. It was a slap on the wrist, if you will. Um, sorry, just doing a little rehydrating there. A little slap on the wrist. Kind of like uh, he got the Brett Kavanaugh, if you will. Basically no penalty. I don't know if Brett Kavanaugh is guilty of anything. So I'm going to go ahead and plead the fifth and stop talking about politics. Um, but are you guys excited that I'm like more aware of the world? Uh, I know my girlfriend is and uh, probably Austin Huff is excited for me if he's listening I know that he's wanted me to you know pay attention to stuff going on in the world rather than living in my own my own cocoon uh, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get out and, you know pay attention a little bit I I don't know what's going on in the stock market lately let's let's check the stock market app guys I feel like uh, the stocks went up a little bit last week and I really don't know overall. It looks like the S&P 500 is over a three-month period, a little bit down. But that big dip that we took at the end of January appears to be way below where we are right now. Uh, So that's a good sign. What are the futures at right now? Do you guys like it when I use big words like futures for the people that don't follow stocks? Futures are what the projections are, what the stock market is doing worldwide in the off hours in our off hours before um the bells open at 9 a i believe it's 9 a.m eastern Uh, i am sad when caleb medley was here uh two weeks ago we were going to get down on the on the floors of the stock exchange we did not have a chance to do that but dow jones looks to be trending the same as the s b 500 and nasdaq same as well so that big dip that we took at the end of December, everything is um, trending upward. We'll see uh, what happens. Now that the government is no longer shut down, or at least temporarily, and it looks like there's some sort of truce trying to be had, then maybe that'll possibly, positively affect things as well. Back to the Super Bowl. do you guys hear Coca-Cola pulls out of the commercial deal? You know, everybody pays millions of dollars To have commercials during the Super Bowl, it's a prime slot, obviously, because millions, if not billions, of people are watching. I know it's at least hundreds of millions of people watching their TVs on Super Bowl Sabbath, which is going to be next Sunday. I believe it's February 7th, is it? It is February 6th, maybe? February 3rd, it looks like. February third is when our the the Super Bowl will transpire, and Coca Cola for the first year in several years they pull out. They're going to actually spend a lot less money just by paying for a spot right before the Super Bowl, actually during the national anthem, rather than several million. It's like a hundred thousand or something for for that spot, and I guess Coke for whatever reason feels like it does not need to do advertising getting a little bit of getting a little cocky huh coca cola or practical one of the two how in the heaven would i know right hey how about a little super bowl commercial for the michael oldroyd comedy po- podcast how crazy would it be if i took like if i raised a bunch of funds through patreon Feel free to join my Patreon account, by the way. Saved a bunch of funds, raised a bunch of money, and put out a self-produced com- commercial for the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Uh, wow, that'd be that'd be interesting, right? A self-produced podcast, much like, uh, what's it called? Um, Tommy Wusso. I'm like the 2019 Tommy Wuso. you know what I mean? Uh, I'm the producer, director, star uh and manager of the michael Oldroyd comedy podcast so that would be a fun commercial to see right you just you get that background flute going maybe see a couple silly faces of mine and say donate to the michael Oldroyd comedy Fi- podcast found on itunes spotify and wherever you can uh download it and by the way this is not the, vo- the voice of bruno wouldn't that be a great co- commercial guys would you like to see that um, what else is going on in the world and in the world of football? Since we're talking about Super Bowl, Joe Montana is starting a company, and he's getting into legalized marijuana. He's investing. It looks like Montana. You you pull some some unique uh plays on us. Let me say that when you when you called that audible and did a Skechers commercial commercial several years ago, it really threw me off, Montana. I, I love you to death. I think you're, you know, well, some people would say Brady is the great, greatest quarterback of all time, and he does have more Super Bowls now. However, Montana, you're always my favorite. I got your jersey right here in my closet. I'm touching it right now, and uh, I wore it in a Super Bowl sketch that I created recently. Nevertheless, though, you're my. I, I can't say you're the best quarterback of all time. Because, you know, Brady does have more Super Bowls. But I will say, you throw me for a loop, my friend. Uh, The whole Skechers thing, years ago, weird, you know? I guess, uh, let's put it this way. Skechers, I've never thought of as, like, a tremendous brand. However, you make it better. Kim Kardashian makes it sexier, right? Uh, But I, I felt like, you know, it's beneath you, Montana. It's beneath you to do a Skechers Abs an ad, and then now I'm confused by this whole buying a legalized marijuana company. I guess you're just a, a businessman. I guess that's, maybe you're more of a businessman than I thought, and, uh, you know, you know, just accumulating a couple extra bucks, right? I don't know, maybe you're uh, making moves on us, Joe. I don't know. Cool Joe, uh, getting into legalized marijuana. I wonder if you'd participate. Joe Montana. I wonder if you participate. Speaking of Kim Kardashian though, there's a rapper called The Game and he recently was singing about Kim Kardashian in a very vulgar and sexual way. I guess they have a past and I feel like that's a direct attack on Kanye West. I haven't seen his response yet but I am very curious to know how Kanye West would respond to that because that feels like a a, a direct call-out. That's thats the most disrespectful thing anything can do. Remember how I talked about, you should never talk about, you should never talk about religion, politics, or other men's wives? Well, this guy, the game, is talking about other men's wives publicly. He's talking about Kanye West's wife. Those are, those are hate words right there. Those are hate words. I mean, that's how you start not just surface-level beef, but real beef. Real, true beef. Like, those are Fighting words, potentially weapon-level type words, depending on who you're saying it to. I don't, I don't peg Kanye West as a as a fighter. I don't know if he's a lover, but uh, I'm Kanye West is is a unique enigma, and I'm curious to know how he will react. So let's move on since I I don't really have any more to add. Well, if anybody knows how he either reacted uh, or how he if, we're, if we monitor how he reacts, we could talk about it next week. Feel free to chime in, hit me up, DM me at the droid, email me, laugh at or about anything else. Uh, we can talk about uh, anything at all. All right, moving on uh, to another update that I thought was cool in the news. This is in the entertainment business as well. Michael B. Jordan, the star from Black Panther and uh, the new Rocky movies, I guess, is getting some sort of a production deal. I guess he's starting a production company, which is very quick. You know, this dude is is moving into the business side very, very quick. Most uh, actors uh, kind of do the acting road for a long time before they even consider producing anything or directing or anything like that. So... You know, looks like we got a businessman on our hands. Maybe him and Joe Montana can, can team up, and uh, run this cannabis company. You know, maybe Montana can can pass him some some cannabis company secrets, no pun intended, and they can run the uh, the company together, no pun intended, intended intended. All right, Joseph Montana and Michael Jordan awesome. Michael B. Jordan. We talked about Michael Jeffrey Jordan last week, number 23 from the Chicago Bulls, uh, and previous player and owner of the Washington Wizards. Washington being the D.C. area where my girlfriend is from, who is sleeping in the other room right now, who's probably going to start yelling at me if she hears me talking about her. Um, Nevertheless, I love you, Jessica, if you're listening, Uh, and if you're not I love you either way. All right. What else, guys? Uh, Some updates in the world of comedy. I've kind of talked about entertainment and comedy already, mostly just worldly news and and entertainment. But Sebastian uh, Manikowski, is that his name? Sebastian. How do I not know him? He's the largest-grossing, highest-grossing comic in North America for selling out. Uh, theater. I think it was, I don't even know how many million he he sold out. Madison Square Garden, I think four nights in a row, in New York City here recently. He's got a new Netflix special. Come on, Mike, how can you forget Sebastian's last name? I actually don't think I've ever even seen his his comedy, but I know he's got a new Netflix special out. Uh, Man- Maniscalco. Uh, I, I keep stumbling upon it in my Netflix, so maybe I'll... Netflix continues to let me know that, uh, I should watch it. So maybe I should. I mean, he's doing something right, um, and he is on my radar by the beard of Zeus. Another comedian in the news, Patton, Os- Patton Oswald. sorry. He recently turned 50, I think, yesterday. So happy birthday to Patton, Patton, um... There was an internet troll that was trolling him and Patton, oh I guess, checked out his uh, Twitter profile because it's like, who's this guy freaking trolling me? And realized there was a guy kind of in unfortunate circumstances who was, I guess, being a little bit of a hater, saying some negative things. And rather than reacting negatively, Patton trolled. Patton took the higher road and showed some empathy and actually raised $30,000 for this guy who's ill um, and that's, that's a big story, right, so, that's, uh, that's taking the high road right there, it's almost taking the high road so much so that it's, like, shoving it in the other guy's face, it's, like, he didn't just high road him, he, like, skyscraper high roaded that guy to the where, it's almost, like, (laughs) shoving it in his face, um, but in a good way, uh, I think that that's really cool, and I hope that that guy is able to, to benefit from that, and, If I'm not mistaken, the guy seemed very thankful and and, uh, immediately flipped from being a hater to a positive, uh, positively, whatever you want to call it, positively appreciative, positively, let's positively move on to the next portion of my podcast. So my world of comedy slash somewhat still the world of comedy. You see how we're doing kind of a a taper down here, guys, going from what's going on in the world to what's going on in entertainment to, to... To comedy, the world of comedy, to my world of comedy, to my world, right? That way, like I told you guys before, I don't just come out of the gates talking about myself too much at least. Uh, We can start by luring you down the path to eventually lead you down to the world of my gold droid right so what's relevant in your world get you some updates get you some functionality get the new listeners a reason to tune in a reason where there's a path. and as you get to know my silly voice maybe just maybe you'll listen long enough to start to slowly get to know who i am because i do feel that for many for some for i don't know what percentage i don't have the analytics on this but i do think that i can be an acquired taste So, I give you me in doses. Uh, Let's see here. So, this week, in my world of comedy, on Tuesday night, I snuck out of the old house, and I saw one of my favorite comedians, or at least somebody who I've talked about a lot lately, Peter Michael Davidson. I watched him perform this week at Caroline's on Broadway. Uh, he had a show at 7.30, and then they uh, they opened up another show for him, a late show because of high demand. Uh, I know he sh- sold out the first show. The second show was pretty much sold out. Uh, I've only seen it more packed in there than that second show once. I forget who who it was. It wasn't Kevin Nealon. It was somebody like that, Norm MacDonald or Kevin Nealon. Nevertheless... Uh, I know his first show was sold out. The second one for a late Tuesday night show in the freezing cold. Very good, Pete. I got to chill in the back. Um, Caroline's is good to me. Uh, I got to chill in the back with the comics. I did not meet Pete Davidson, but I could see him back there. Didn't want to go and and bug the guy or, you know, uh, you know, I kind of, as a comedian who's performed there a few times, if I wanted to go back and just introduce myself quickly, I don't think anybody would have said anything, but it didn't feel appropriate for me to do that. Maybe I need to be a little more bold and kind of have that mindset that I told you guys about last week when I went up and said what's up to Troy Aikman and uh, some of those NFL players that I've met, but nevertheless, I just, uh, I didn't think anything would necessarily come off of that or that it was appropriate. I just wanted to appreciate his comedy and see him in person. Uh, so maybe I'll get to meet him in the future where I don't have to force myself upon him. Uh, but he was he was cool. You know, he came out with a hoodie on. He wore a hoodie with the hood on the entire time he performed. He was pretty chill, pretty relaxed. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Anytime a comedian this is what I will say about being a stand-up comedian. If you are A comedian known for something, and you do a public stand-up comedy, if if you're famous for something, whether it's SNL or dating Ariana Grande, if you come out and you don't talk about those two things, it annoys the audience, right? And I got to say, Pete talked about both of those things appropriately. He didn't overdo either topic. He didn't underdo them. Uh, He ended by talking about the Ariana Grande stuff and kind of digging deeper than... What most people know is out in the news, so I thought that was really cool. He gave us a good dose of it. He seems pretty healthy about his approach to it, at least publicly, right? Um I, I enjoyed the performance. I thought it was funny. He's smart, he's quick, uh, he's clever, right? Uh so I can see you know, he's he's a talented dude. I I, I do give it up for him. Um as I mentioned before, my friend Dom Leonelli, who's in who, who's a part of our uh, sketch team? You know the Midwest Sketch Bandits. Dom knows Pete Davidson. Dom said that Pete's always been cool to him. Um, Dom is such a nice guy. He didn't want to say anything about Pete on the podcast out of respect. You know, all I can say is you know Dom has has only said good things about Pete, and that Pete you know remembered Dom even after he got SNL and w- was cool to him and invited him to to some stuff. So. Um, That's a positive thing, I think, that can be said about Pete Davidson. I I was like, hey, Dom, we should get Pete Davidson to do one of our sketches. Dom's like, ah, I don't know if we... <laughs> he seemed a little uh, apprehensive about asking that. So I don't think Dom feels comfortable asking him. But, hey, maybe if I meet Pete, I'll ask him and I'll say, hey, do you know Dom Leonelli? Because Dom thinks that you should be in our sketch with us. Um I'm just kidding, Dom. I wouldn't do that to you, or would I? Um. Anyway, there was an article that was actually in the news about that set. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it, it talked about. Sadly, this is a sad update, but there was a, a comedian who, um, who passed away, um, and, you know it's It's a sad thing anytime that that happens um you know Kevin Barnett uh, is this person's name I personally didn't know him. He passed away uh this last week in Tijuana actually Tijuana Mexico um but you know some of the guys including Pete Davidson obviously gave him a shout out uh, Chris Red was the guy who went on right before Pete Davidson which was really cool cuz I was just watching those guys on SNL two nights before that. They were both on SNL and then this week they were on SNL. So getting to see them in between two live recordings of SNL cuz not every single week do they do a show, you know, um the last two weeks they did have a live show though. And uh, to be able to see them both perform, even while Pete was on stage, he had to check his phone and he was getting texts for work. He was even commenting how, like, he's like, oh man, I got something to do for work. And I think when Chris Red got off stage, he had to go back to do something for SNL. So those guys must work through random middle hours of the night sometimes, which uh, seems intriguing Uh, I think they're both hustling, you know, getting in uh, comedy spots uh, in between. uh, In between some of their work hours, I guess. And, uh, yeah, very cool stuff to see both of them perform. Namish Patel uh, performed as well. I don't know if you guys know that name, but I talked about it a few weeks ago. He was the guy that got kicked off stage. Uh, at a college show for doing some some material that they thought was too inappropriate, right? So he made a joke about that. In fact, he told the exact same joke. He, he uh, I don't want to ruin his joke by telling you it verbatim, but uh he definitely doubled down on the whole thing and did not you know try to 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 back off. He owned it and uh you know doubled down on it. So very uh you know very Bold of that fella to do that, obviously. The Lucas Brothers also performed that night. Uh, that was pretty... That was cool getting to see them. I also saw them this weekend on Crashing, actually. I was watching the new episode of Crashing and doing some, some older episodes. So that was kind of cool getting to see them perform and then also seeing them on TV simultaneously. Uh, I didn't meet them... Oh, yeah, actually, when I was walking out, I walked through the back, and I said, good job, guys, and the Lucas brothers were there. Um, So, you know, they kind of gave me a head nod. If my memory serves me correct, it all runs together. I'm getting older. I've been hitting the head quite a few times playing football. But I believe that I gave – I at least got a head nod. I guess it's not, like, lodged in my memory because I didn't think it was significant enough. Like, we didn't have, like, a a conversation or whatever. So, um – yeah, so that's that. Um, what else? Harry Potter on Broadway is looking for actors. I might try and audition for them. I saw something on backstage. I don't know if I qualify to audition, but I am looking into auditioning, if that makes sense. So that's that's pretty cool, right? That I am looking into auditioning for Harry Potter on Broadway. Uh, I'd like to play... The older version of Harry Potter, if I could, in his late 30s. I'm in my early 30s. I'll, I'll grow out a beard. Get a little English accent. Hermione. I don't know. I don't know how good of an eagle. Do you want to go to the pitch and play some fanny? Play some basketball? Go get some fanny. All right. Play fanny? How do you play fanny? What am I talking about? Fanny is uh, females, you know? So some some butt. Some female butt. All right uh i saw this show on was it wednesday night thursday night right wednesday night i did an hour of material at this hostel in brooklyn that was pretty awesome i'll talk about that in a second but thursday night i saw this team called kiss on the lips and they were brilliant Uh, it's a sketch team honestly it's the best show i've seen at ucb as far as sketch goes I immediately followed them from both of my accounts on Instagram to support them. If you guys are interested, it's kiss.on.the.libs.nyc. A uh, very freaking talented and funny group. Not understating this at all. I was inspired by it, in all honesty. I was inspired by their the way they put together the show. They had a combination of sketches that they planned out, and they used a lot of video Uh, in tandem with their act it was you know it wasn't your it wasn't I I, you know it wasn't like um, where you could just what's the word expected it wasn't expected it wasn't um, it was unexpected you know they were creative it was the sketches were different lengths they incorporated video with their act sometimes sound audio music you know the whole nine yards and it, was a, it really was uh, a lot of fun. It was a sold-out show, uh, and I, I reached out to them, right? They followed me back uh, on both of my accounts that I followed from them from, which is kind of—it it kind of made me think, because, like, from a, like a, I guess you could say I'm a fan, right? I don't know them personally. I just saw them, and I really liked them, and I immediately, like, became a fan and kind of, like, wanted to, like, express or even say what's up after the show, like, you guys were great— um, I didn't see them and I had to run, but like I followed them and I kind of like felt a little vulnerable. Like I hope they follow me back, right? And they followed me back on both accounts. I even reached out to them. I DM'd their groups asking if they ever book stand-up comics in their shows because they have a monthly show now at UCB uh, and they had some acts that they allowed to go on before them. I guess you could say like open for them in a way, in some way, shape, or form. They did get back to me, and they said they don't book stand-up comics uh, for the UCB shows, but that they still wanted me to send my tape for other potential collaborations. And I just thought that that was really cool, you know, to get a warm response from them like that. Um, I think that I need to make sure I take a good page out of their book. I think it's important... If somebody shows if they put you know when somebody likes your stuff they're kind of if they reach out and express that they're kind of putting themselves out there especially if they really liked it um so to get a warm response i think is important it's important that i do that one and i try to already obviously but um i like that they followed me back immediately from both accounts and that they they responded immediately that 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 makes it like that's a good thing. I think that that's what we all want, right? If you if you're a fan of somebody, you want to make that connection. So I encourage anybody listening to this podcast to reach out and and feel free to make a connection with me. Uh, you know, if you listen to my stuff and you like it, just uh consider us friends, you know? I mean, if you like my stuff, you know me, we're connected, you know, don't hesitate to to reach out or follow me and send a DM or or whatever I th- I, th- I want to you know be able to give back and connect with with the people that support me that I'm not already connected with somehow um, so yeah I, I encourage that I definitely encourage that um, yeah so what else there is an article that I thought was interesting uh, it's called what it's really like waiting for the call after auditioning for Saturday Night Live. One of the reasons that I thought this was cool is Chris Red is in the picture, but it says, So you've auditioned for Saturday Night Live. You were in the dark room looking at a silhouette of Lorne Michaels. What do you do afterwards? It's hard to be that vulnerable. We just talked about vulnerability, to want something so badly, but I wanted it so badly. After the audition, I didn't hear for a little while. um, it was just a lot of me in my bed watching the great British bake-off for comfort, hoping to get a call. Saturday Night Live's Heidi Gardner told E! News. Both her and Chris Redd joined in 2017, uh, and it said they're still experiencing pinch-me moments. That's pretty cool, right? So without going into you know a ton of detail, I, I just think that that's a really cool you know, article, you got to give it up for, for anybody that gets that opportunity, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, who, who wouldn't want to do that, right, um, anyway, moving on, Thursday night, before I went to that sketch show, I did have a show at Broadway Comedy Club, uh, it was the Southeastern Comedy Show, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was, you know, basically it's the SEC comedy show. A lot. It was a show for like SEC comics and their friends to come watch them perform. You know, people that went to SEC schools. It's advertised that way. So it was a cool opportunity for me to, to do my Missouri football jokes. It's the first time I've been back at Broadway um, since a few weeks ago when my girlfriend's whole family came to support, which was a lot of fun. So, my girlfriend came to this show, I, you know, I actually, since it was, like, tailored toward my football stuff, I actually wore my old warm-ups for the first time in years, you know, I'm I'm wearing the pants right now, but it's the Mizzou warm-ups, they basically our game uniform before we, we actually dressed out on the field, but it's what we would wear to, when our travel sweats is what they would call them, so I wore those. Uh, on stage, and I wore my bull rings. I never wear my bull rings in public anymore, just because I don't feel like there's ever an occasion that's appropriate for me. I, I almost feel like the only occasions, or occasion or occasions, has to do with some type of a football deal, right? So I made a joke about, you know, how I don't wear, you know, my bull rings anymore. I, I wrote some new stuff and I, t- I intertwined it with some old stuff, talking about the perspective of being older now. And, it went over really well. It was a lot of fun. Um the audience was cool and it was fun getting to recycle some of the old football jokes that have done well for me in the past and give them a new spin, you know, write it from the perspective of of an older version of myself now. Um so it was really cool. My chick enjoyed the jokes. She said I, I made a lot of tiny penis jokes about myself and my girlfriend her one point of feedback after the show was, I think you need to clarify that you actually don't have a tiny penis. So I need to keep that in the back of my mind. I I don't know if the audience cares, but I think she wants me to make sure everybody knows. I don't personally care because I'm not trying to impress anybody, but, and maybe she doesn't either, but for whatever reason she thinks it's important that I let the crowd know at the end that that I actually don't have a tiny penis. She thinks it'll be funny. Um, So... Maybe I'll try that. Nevertheless, uh, I talked about our sketch a little bit earlier. So Dom, myself, and Ben Mead, you know, like I said, the Midwest Sketch Bandits. Hey, if I'm talking too fast, ask me to slow down, all right? I'm going to take a breath for a second and just slow down. We're having fun here. It's 1.24 in the morning, and let's take a deep breath. (sighs) All right, so... We do have uh, three sketches that are currently in post production. Four of them are public now. Uh, You guys may have seen the latest one with the cell phone reception sketch. Uh, That one was was you know it's gotten some views. Uh, The next sketch that we plan to release will be this week before the Super Bowl. It's our Super Bowl party 4K sketch. Uh, It's gonna be. It was very fun to film last week. Uh, we got about eight, maybe ten people to help us recreate or create a, uh, a party, like a Super Bowl watch party, if you will. Uh, we filmed it here in my building. It was it was a lot of fun, um, you know. It was cool to give that opportunity to some people, you know, actors slash comedians, uh, and also for them to, to help make it happen for us, right? It's like a symbiotic relationship and uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a really good time, you know, making stuff happen. We actually filmed a sketch before that, you know, the scam, the scam artist acting coach type sketch. Uh, we used a different background in my building there to create that one, in my stairwell. Um, I played the scam artist. Dom was the the gullible actor continuing to pay. Pay to play, if you will, pay for for more and more acting stuff. So you guys will have to check that one out. That'll probably be released after the Super Bowl sketch, but we are excited. We've got three in the pipeline. We're gonna be filming more soon, probably this week, and uh, you know we're hustling, guys. We're making stuff happen. So that's been a lot of fun. Definitely check out our pages. We've got a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at The Midwest Sketch Bandits or Midwest Sketch Bandits. Uh, That's our group's name, the Midwest Sketch Bandits, right? So definitely check us out. Uh, Like I said earlier, I did an hour on Wednesday night, an hour of comedy. That was awesome. People were really connected. I I feel like when I open up and I'm not trying to be funny as much and I really just connect with the audience, uh, then we get on a track and I don't have to be as funny and they'll really follow me along and the smaller stuff they laugh harder at. So I'm really good at connecting with people. So I need to dial more into that lane and then kind of build up from there rather than trying to focus on just being funny and not necessarily connected or not necessarily myself where I'm engaged with the people. Definitely learning a lot of stuff. You know, that stage time is extremely valuable. I can tell I'm, I'm getting better from that. It was a very worldly audience. You know, very cool stuff. So, very thankful for that opportunity. Um, I've got a... What else? Uh, my Sketch 301 class on Fridays. It's at UCB. We've got a show coming up. I think it's February 3rd. I'll let you guys know uh, on my next podcast. You know what? Actually, I think it would be wise for me to let you guys know right now. And I'm going to go ahead and install... I'm going to go ahead and stall for a second while I look up my show date for this sketch show. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway auditions are on the 6th. Um, Guys, I don't even know... I don't know when my sketch show is. I apologize. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet about it. All right? I'll, I'll put my Instagram stuff out there. So follow me on Instagram and you'll see it come out this week, the exact date. Um, I am getting ready on a separate note for the National Conference for the NACA. The, Na- the NACA National Conference. That's the college deal. It's funny. I was actually watching, like I said, I was watching some older episodes of Crashing to to get ready and make room for the new season, new episode that was recently released, which I watched. So I watched the the old NACA episode again, and um, that was that was fun, you know, to kind of reminisce. And when I watched that, I realized... Last time I watched it, I realized I knew a ton of people f- that I saw on the show, and now, because it's been, like, several months, I know even more people that, ha- that have been on that show. So it's very crazy to see people that I know you know, in varying degrees that are on that show. Very happy every time I, I, I see somebody that I know on that show. It's always a pleasant surprise and a positive. I, I should look into trying to figure out how I could get on that show. I think that'd be really cool. Pete Holmes seems like a, a down-to-earth guy. and My girlfriend is very entertained because he's such a, a good-hearted fellow. She thinks that I'm, I, I have that similarity in that way with him at least. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll be I'll be headed to Columbus, Ohio in mid-February, right after Valentine's Day. I'm gonna be heading down with a couple of comics here in the city. Uh, to we're gonna carpool and you know share stories, and I'm gonna just leave my tape recorder on the whole time. So any valuable information I can get, uh, I'll I'll have it notated and I'll throw it in my. My CRM, my customer relations management uh, platform. I don't know if you guys are familiar with CRMs. If you're in sales, you know it. Uh, it's basically where you in a database for all your information, right? Um, especially in regards to your clients. Okay, and prospective clients. Okay, cool. Um, what else? I. The one thing from the the show Crashing that I took away is Pete Holmes asked Whitney Cummins, you know, what did you see in this one guy that made you think he was a star? She's like, uh, stars are those people that everybody just wants to be friends with. So I thought that that was a cool kind of a cool way of looking at what a star, like if somebody has star quality, right? I, I thought that was kind of a cool takeaway. Anyway, moving on. I had a meeting last week with somebody who works for Comedy Central. I don't want to say uh, her name because um, that's not fair to her. Anyway though, uh, I am very thankful she took the time to meet with me, kind of you know, help uh, give me um, a background on, on some things there and uh you know just was kind of willing to be a a resource and and just kind of a, a you know a, a big help really i'm not going to go into much detail but i i i let me just say that i thought it was really cool to to meet with somebody who works over there that was willing to give me the time of day and kind of give me the lay of the land and 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 kind of outline uh potential paths there or you know you know their best advice in either getting involved or, or how to do it and you know it was very very cool so that was a big deal for me really you know I, I know I just kind of like slipped that bullet point in out of nowhere you would think that's probably at the top but either way I, I do greatly appreciate that I also know somebody who works there and I forgot to mention it to her for whatever reason but um I know somebody who's on the scouting team there uh, and I, I talked with them recently because uh this person i 've known for years he used to work at zaney's in Chicago. this is when I first started like ten years ago or like I was like four years in or whatever at the time and uh wow anyway he's uh he's also helping me and um this, this this is not like foreshadowing. I don't have any kind of a deal or anything like that, but both of them are very helpful in there. They're trying to help however they can in the world of comedy. So that's very, very valuable and cool, and, and I'm much appreciated. So I think I could move on because I'm not giving you guys a ton of specifics just out of respect, and I don't want to um, overshare there. I don't think it's my place to uh, at the moment. But nevertheless, I think that it, it should make you guys excited that I'm at least... You know, having some meaningful um, connections and, and, and conversations, uh, I'm excited about it. Nevertheless, so uh, I also saw Harold Night since I'm in both improv and sketch classes right now at UCB. So, like I said, I saw a sketch show last Thursday night, and then last Tuesday night I saw their big, uh, you know, their big improv show thing. That that's Harold Night. You know, that's a uh, one of my friends, and I consider him a friend. I don't know if he considers me a friend, but uh, he was our—he was also our acting or our, our improv teacher for Clickbait for a while. Devin Ritchie, he's a part of a team called High Water. Uh, very funny. It was great to see him perform on that stage. On you know, like he's on the highest level there at UCB, and uh, who knows? It's possible that you know SNL is is keeping out an eye out for, for for him or guys like him. I mean, he's he's on that top-tier team there. So, um, you know, I know SNL, once you get to that level, SNL keeps an eye out for people on that level at those types of schools like Second City, uh, the UCB, house teams like that. So, um, you know, I'm hoping, I got my fingers crossed for, for guys like him. Uh, I think he's, he's very funny and talented. Devin Ritchie is his name. Um, what else? Uh, I was scrolling through my friends on Facebook. I saw uh, a suggested friend, a suggested friend Louis C K, spelled with a K A Y. We have eight mutual friends. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, "What well, is Louis C K getting on Facebook now? All of a sudden?" But uh, I-, I showed one of my friends, and they immediately started laughing, and they're comedian they were like that's definitely not real that's a joke and then I realized yeah that yeah that's probably true I I don't know why I, I got excited for a second and thought that might be real maybe I'm just gullible who knows um what else though I guess we kind of have talked a lot about my the world of comedy and then my world of comedy so Let's take another deep breath. And as we go into the last, I guess you could say we've, we're in, we're on the final stretch of the, uh, of the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast now. We're just going to talk about some stuff that's going on in my world, whether or not it has to do with comedy, who knows. We'll, we'll take that one step at a time. But I can feel, I can feel that we're on the final runway, uh, here at 49 minutes in now. And uh, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of things I've saved till the end that I thought were interesting. So I took some test for the Star the Star Wars test to find out who you're most like in Episode Eight. I, I recommend if you like Star Wars, it was worth taking. It was it was fun, uh, and I wanted to see if I was like BB Eight, right? Because you know I'm Michael Old Droid, old R two D two, old BB Eight, young BB Eight. The Droid was my nickname. Uh, way before Verizon came out with it and tried to steal and water it down and commercialize it. To be honest, I would like to sue Verizon for trying to water down my nickname with its bullshit apparatus. Forgive me, uh, Android users who subscribe to the Michael Oldroid Comedy Podcast (laughs) through their Android, Uh, but I am the real droid, The, the, the droid in the flesh, the droid that cannot be bought. Um... Nevertheless, though, I took the test thinking and hoping that if I answered honestly, I'd be most likely like the droid. And who do you guys think that, after I took the test, who you guys think I was most like? Uh, Not freaking, what's his name? Like the the bad guy? I am not, I did not, my results did not show that I'm like uh, Anakin's son. What's his name? not anakin's son his grandson i'm not him uh thank zeus right uh why why am i drawing a blank on adam driver's character i can't even think of his name anyway i am most like vice admiral holdo the chick with purple hair and i and i here's the crazy thing when i first got that i'm like what the frick like what what in the heaven is this and so I took the test again and I like, I was like, all right, really like think about the, the answers here where, where I know that this is how I feel. And then if there's some where I could go either way and maybe answer those questions the other way this time, just if it's like a 50, 50, you know, and I, I took it that second time. I still got vice Admiral Holdo. So I took the test again and it was like, is there any answers here that I could change? That's not lying about who I am. You know, so I changed a couple of my answers. I still got Vice Admiral Holdo. I can't get away from it. I took it four or five times, and every single time I got Vice Admiral Holdo. So I guess I am most like Vice Admiral Holdo. She's a chick. She's got purple hair. I thought she was kind of sexy for an older woman in that. I thought her and that one dude were going to bang. And if if she didn't end up self-sacrificing, if she didn't end up pulling the Jesus Christ on these people... um on on you know on the good you know the rebel the the rebels you know to save them then i think her and what's his face oscar isaac were going to fornicate what's his what's his character's name i feel like there was a lot of sexual tension between them let me just say that there is no sexual tension between me and oscar isaac just because i am most like vice admiral huldah i would say that there's sexual tension between her and i if i met her though does that make sense not to like make it sound like there would be sexual tension with myself but uh apparently in spirit her and i are most alike and she is the one who sacrificed herself um for the to save everyone so i guess that's good uh she was definitely a hell of a lot like more ballsy and, and great than, than how Luke Skywalker turned out to be, you know? So I guess I, I should be thankful, you know, if that's who I had to be like in Episode 8 the most. Either Rey or her, you know? Her and Rey are the, the two biggest badasses in that movie, I suppose. And Oscar Isaac's character is pretty cool, too. Um, why can't I even think of his name? Anyway, whatever. Uh, what, else did, what else happened this week? I had a good conversation with my dad about comedy and jazz. I don't know if you guys have listened to our episode, but when I had my dad on, we talked a lot about his history of playing music. So him and I had a good conversation this week about he likes Rodney Dangerfield, uh, you know, the man of one-liners. So we, 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 we enjoy, you know, sometimes when he talks to me, he'll talk to me about Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, maybe sometime when my dad's in New York, I'll be performing at Dangerfields and he can come watch me there. That'd be pretty cool. It was fun getting to go to watch some jazz with him when he was in town. Did I ever tell you guys how cool my dad is? And he, I don't know if I mentioned this on our podcast when he was on, but he actually worked for Playboy. I mean, it was I, I have some pictures of me at the Playboy Mansion, like in the grotto, in the back of the Playboy Mansion, in the front of it at the Wishing Well. And... A lot of people were like, "Mike, how did you get into the Playboy Mansion?" I didn't really advertise. It was like a secret. It was my freaking dad. How crazy is that? Oh, speaking of that, this week, uh, I think I, I, I think I said some. I think I told my dad, "I'm gonna qu- quote the freaking Bible," <laughs> and he, and he goes, "Can I quote you on that?" My son just said, "I'm gonna f- quote the freaking Bible." I was talking about. Um, how people are too quick to judge online these days. You know, everyone just wants to tear each other down. You know, you know there's a there's a quote, you know, he who is without sin can cast the first stone. And everybody on Twitter wants to cast Twitter stones these days, but they don't want to look themselves in the mirror and realize that, you know, they themselves are not perfect either. So uh, I was just, we were talking about Louis C.K. and and how everybody hates Louis C.K. right now. You know, it's not defending, you know, the negative things he's done, but I don't think that his life should be destroyed. I think that when we make a mess, we should have the opportunity to clean it up and to clean it up and then to move forward, right? So um, I was just telling him how people need to take that Jesus approach a little bit. The WWJD, when it comes to Twitter, and uh you know quit trying to tear people down everyone wants to be destructive rather than constructive you know tearing people down does not uh make this world a better place in my opinion i think pointing out when people make mistakes and not letting them get away with it you can do that without uh just tearing people down and wanting to like destroy their soul it's like they're out there wanting their blood or something you know what i mean and that's how kevin hart described he's like what do you guys want from me you want my blood because that's what it seems like at this point that's the only thing left to to take you know and i think that's it's a sad feeling to have i mean we need to be more empathetic toward everybody right um nevertheless i'm gonna move on uh Speaking of my dad, my mom is painting a tiger right now. She is so talented. My brother, I think my brother's the best artist in the world. My, my sister's very artistically talented too in so many ways. And I guess we all have to get it from somewhere. Um, but we never knew. It was always hidden, I guess, in my mom. But she's really been taking these painting classes just because she really enjoys it. And she's really doing an amazing job. And she's painting a tiger right now. I wish I could show you guys... Um, uh, but this is a podcast, so I can't, but she's giving me the tiger and she keeps sending me pictures cause I request them, uh, of this painting in, in the different phases of it. It's truly, truly amazing, honestly. So I'm really excited about that. And that'll go nicely with my Missouri tiger. Um, you know, paraphernalia. I, I can't think of a better word than that, I guess, but, uh, Very, very, very cool stuff. That'll probably be the only painting I have up. I have one piece of artwork hanging up in my apartment right now because it's already, it's like a nice apartment. My last one had paintings everywhere to cover up what a crappy apartment it was. The one painting I have hanging up right now, it's a, I think it's a Monet, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's a painting from Han Fleur. Anyway, I, I don't know the name of it, but my mom went, My mom and I went there whenever I took her to Europe a few years ago. So we actually went to the site of that painting. And now it's a it's a really nice, uh, it's a soothing, soothing color, soothing painting, all that stuff. So I don't know. It's kind of cool to have that up. Anyway, moving on. The other night I was watching TV. Friday night. This weekend I literally didn't do shist. I stayed in and watched. I literally slept and watched TV all weekend with my chick. I had a very productive week before that. And I thought it was a productive weekend because the stuff I watched was like comedy stuff, you know, crashing, caught up on Saturday Night Live, caught up on some Jimmy Fallon, you know, caught up on the last two episodes of SNL and uh, played a lot of Spider Solitaire. I know you guys are like, Mike, why are you talking about this? I told you this is, I'm talking about my life right now. I saved the last part. So if you guys want to tune out, It's just, it's kind of fun kind of recapping. It's like a a personal journal or like a document, like a personal documented journal, like an audio journal. So I think I'm probably going to be the only person who listens to this last part of the podcast by this point in time. We're about an hour in. I got about five minutes left. Nevertheless, Friday night, I think it was, or last night, I was watching tv or watching something on my ps4 and uh one of my friends sent me this invite this group invite on ps4 was my friend from uh we used to work together so i i answered and all of a sudden he was talking with one of his friends and we could hear him talking through the tv and i'm like yo can you hear me and he's like yeah loud and clear my girlfriend was sleeping and she woke up and she was cracking up she woke up laughing like what the hell is going on? So we started having this, we had this like 15-minute catch-up session and uh, my girlfriend got out of bed and ate some chips. I'm sorry, there's no climax to that story, but um, she had some chips, water, and chocolate. That was good. Nevertheless, uh, I did get excited when she woke up, so I started dancing to techno music and I was I was dancing. I was basically doing an interpretive ta- dance to some techno music. Uh, and I basically told her this is what I think my brother does when he goes to gay clubs. I can't I don't know for sure what he does when he does when he goes to gay clubs, but I was dancing how I think he might dance, right? I love him to death. I hope he's doing well. Judge if you're out there, hit me up. I've been trying to get in touch with you. Let me know how let me know how LA's treating you. My brother's living back in, in L.A., uh, so uh, I need to go visit him, maybe do some comedy out there. Uh, anyway, my girlfriend was, was laughing very hard. She wants to meet you, Judge. All right, let's move on. Drinking milk out of nipples in Nashville is the next bullet point. Um, well, one of my buddies recently went to a bachelor party in Nashville, and he said that the group was... Like very loose. They were having a great time. And one of the guys at one point ended up meeting a girl. I guess she was either recently had a kid or something. But he was drinking milk out of her nipples while they were out partying. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Speaking of that, a few weeks back I was out with a couple friends. And one of them had a a younger cousin in town. And the younger cousin... uh, we were all just out casually talking, guys. This this story is a little disturbing, actually. I don't I don't know how you guys would have reacted in this situation, but one of the guy the guy who the older I guess he was the uncle right the uncle was talking to the younger cousin. He I think the cousin wasn't even 21 yet. He might have been 18 or 19 years old. I think first year of college on break, right? So he's visiting his uncle here in the Big Apple. Yeah somehow the conversation of confidence came up and I don't remember the exact context but the uncle said something like you know you've reached your your full amount of confidence once you can go up to you know I, I guess the kid was younger so he like took like he wanted to prove like oh what do I need to do to like reach the top tier of confidence like how will I know when I reach that which if you have to ask that you're not there yet right but um if you need someone else's approval right you're you're not quite there anyway the uncle i think he was just kind of talking out of his ass and he said something like uh once you get the balls to be able to go up to those two women over there reach between them grab their drink take a sip out of it or or smash the drink and then look at look at the women and say which one of you bitches is next um then you haven't really fully like reach the highest level of of confidence or face your fears or whatever so you know the kids like oh yeah that's that sounds pretty intense so we kind of like moved on with our conversation we're having you know we're we're talking we're doing the thing whatever right we forget about it and i was kind of like relieved like okay i'm glad that kid didn't actually like take him up on that because that's insane like on on multiple levels the the worst thing is that it's just flat out disrespectful you don't talk to women like that let alone complete strangers unless they like that and you know that they like that and it's been established or your friends and you know you know that's how I see it anyway we're sitting there and all of a sudden I look over or I hear I see him in my peripheral vision the kid drinks the drink and says those words verbatim he said, which one of you bitches is next? And I cringed. I cringed on the inside. I was like, you've got to be shitting. I can't believe that that kid actually listened to that and did that. Like, I don't respect you because, yeah, like, it takes balls to do that. But it takes balls to do the right thing, too. And that is not, like, the right thing to do. That's, like, a bad thing to do. Right? Right? And he's there talking you could the women were really cool about it. They played it cool, you know they didn't like smack him, which I think they had their right to do uh, and you know splash their drink, whatever was left in his face. I think that they had their right to do that, but they were like, "You know, just uh, how old are you 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 shouldn't talk to him in this way. One of the women had a wedding ring on her, by the way, and if I was her husband, I would have <laughs> I don't know what I would have done, but I I, I wouldn't have handled it so politely. Um, and they, they talked to him for a while. He comes back at the end of it. They left after they had their interaction. And he was excited. He's like, they gave me their Instagram account, so it worked. So, like, he was high-fiving his uncle. I was, like, second-guessing. I was, like, are you kidding me? Like, how are you reinforcing this behavior? Um and giving giving it up. Like I don't think they gave your their Instagram to be nice. They were doing it to like like leave on good terms. You're not that was not positive. Like nevertheless, I, I did speak up and say, "Hey, if you see something, say something, right?" I I was kind of the buzzkill of the night because I I kind of like interjected and was like, "Just just to be clear, like I I don't think that anyone should ever approach women that way." So, I did I did speak up. Not to say, not to say that I've been perfect throughout my whole life. I probably, maybe when I was his age, if I wanted to rep- impress some older guys and try to be cool, I might have done something stupid like that without thinking. But at this point in life, you know, I, I just know that that's wrong. You know, it's flat out wrong. And uh, you know, I guess I'm, I'm glad. I feel good that I at least said something. Maybe that's why I'm like that. You know, Vice Admiral Holdo is because. I'll actually stop and I'll stop and say something. But nevertheless, uh, my interactions with, with women have been, uh, varied over the years. Uh, as I've grown, I, I've grown into, I, I would like to think that I never would have done something that extreme. I would like to think that I, I hope I wouldn't have, cause that's embarrassing. Uh, if I ever would have done something like that when I was younger, um, I, the more I talk about women in my comedy this is kind of moving on that 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 makes me think the more I talk about my the the times that I was kind of like insecure and unconfident in trying to figure out my way with women uh the more intrigued crowds with uh, become the more relatable I become, especially to guys right I talk about how there was like this ten year twelve year stint where I was kind of a creep because I was unconfident and I didn't know what I was doing until I really reach self-actualization and just realize, just be yourself and be respectful. That's all you have to do. You know, until I got to that point in my life, I was kind of a a buffoon and, and, you know, there's stuff that I've probably done that if I had to watch myself, I'd probably cringe. Like, if I was like a ghost from, you know, like in uh, Christmas Carol where Ebenezer Scrooge like watches himself in different ages of his life, like if I had to do that to myself, I'm sure there's stuff that I've done that I would cringe about. Um, but, you know, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. Uh, and regardless, the stuff that worked, a lot of that stuff I probably wouldn't ever do again if I was single at this point in life. It's You don't have to do anything crazy. Just be cool and be respectful. I promise you, you'll get far. Um, And everybody will have a win-win situation. Ultimately, I think that's what it's about, you know, is pursue the win-wins, you know, pursue the situations where you're both on the same page and it's a win-win for both parties. That's ultimately what it needs to be about, I think. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail, but I talk about how uh, one of the things I talk about recently, which I think, is kind of interesting is like my first time or one of my first times at a strip club in college I went with some of the football guys and uh the owner of the club may or may not have said I'm giving out free lap dances to the football players right trying to get on good terms he may or may not have said that I'm not gonna say he did or he didn't (laughs) but and I may or may not have said I'm a football player it's time to I'd like to get my free lap dance and he may or may not have said, Well, uh, you are uh not a football player and I may or may not have replied, Well, yes I am and I may or may not have had to go get one of my teammates to vouch for me and I may or may not have had to explain that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size in the dog the fight in the dog. I'm not a punter, I'm a wide receiver. And I want my free lap dance that you offered to everybody. And he may or may not have said, okay. And I may or may not have uh, gotten a lap dance from a young, beautiful girl at the time and really enjoyed it so much that I fell in love with her. And I may not have fallen in love with her uh, in that moment. And I may or may not have told the guys, leave without me. This girl likes me. Uh, I think I'm going to stay back. I think all I need to do is buy one more lap dance. And they may or may not have said, old droid. She doesn't like you. She's a stripper. And I may or may not have had to learn a really tough lesson that, uh, you know, it wasn't me that she liked. (laughs) And I may or may not have tried to, uh, offer to take her to the locker room or down on the field so that we could try and fool around. And she may or may not have said no. (laughs) So, uh... All kinds of crazy stories. Um, All kinds of crazy stories. I don't think I can uh, tell the details of that story because uh, I kind of spoke in secrecy there. I think you guys get it uh, for the most part, at least what you need to get. I just think it'd be kind of inappropriate for me to share those details uh, on a podcast. Uh, Nevertheless, though, I don't need to talk and beat a dead horse. I talked about football a lot last week. Uh, One of the things that Caleb and I were going to talk about, which we didn't, is how good we actually were. Um, You know, the walk-ons don't... You you automatically just assume they're not as good, uh, that you weren't good enough to be a scholarship player. Uh, But that's not always the case, you know. The real world doesn't always work like that. Have you guys ever known somebody at a business or something where, you know, the politics worked out to where... You know, just because somebody was qualified or good enough doesn't mean that they were in the position that they either deserved or earned. Or you know, it's not always how it worked, guys. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I, uh, um, you know, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I, I uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point the finger at anybody. Uh, but just know that uh, Caleb Medley and Michael Aldroid were pretty damn good at what we did. And uh, it was an honor to be on the team with, uh, with a bunch of talented athletes. Not everybody was, was, uh, was unbelievably talented, but there was, there was a lot of talented people out there. And uh, it was pretty cool. I don't need to get into the details. I feel like I'm forcing it if I talk about football anymore right now. But um, thank you guys for listening. I, I've gotten a lot of downloads on this podcast. Uh, cheers to keeping them coming. Uh, as always, I invite you guys to reach out if you have any suggestions or topics that you want to hear about or questions that you want answered. We could even do a segment where Mike, Mike I'm talking to myself about myself in the third person, where I actually answer questions that you guys have submitted each week and uh, talk about those things at the end of the podcast as well. So I hope you guys have a good week. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I don't think I'm going to do a podcast before the Super Bowl from this point. Uh, I'll probably do a recap of it. Uh, nevertheless, you guys are awesome as always. Uh, go make go make the world spin this week. Go uh, go make shit happen. All right. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, have a good week. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?